He's always going after pussy. I don't know what you're talking about. We've seen it all before, so let's reload on a very special episode of shows that suck and shows that blow. Buckle up, buttercup, it's a bumpy road. Going deep inside the mainframe, secret code. Some of this shit stinks, some of it's gold. It is ABC, featuring the VIPs of SBT, Austin G, and Dr. DB, with our AT&C money. Weird TV is their specialty They might be all four or just one, two, or three Cause they're old and kinda busy So go get ready and take a peek So set your phasers to download A rarity that we have bestowed Special moments no one would I show Open your body holes cause you're gonna get told Grab yourself a drink and let's unload in a very special episode. Hello and happy St. Valentine's Day to all who celebrate. And if you don't celebrate, I hope it sucks for you. <laughs> this is a very special episode podcast where we, we review TV shows with very interesting ideas on what constitutes a good Valentine's Day present. I'm David Bitsenhofer, and with me is the person who wants to lose their virginity in a nice hotel room like a Ramada is... Austin Gorton. And the person who would love to be gifted a book written by the person they had once had an affair with. Carolyn Maine. <laughs> How many books like that are out there, Carolyn? Um, well, are you saying love affair or like marriage breaking vows affair? <laughs> well, I mean, I think theoretically in this case it was they were breaking their marriage vows with you. Wow. Are we talking like that published, in. self-published, fanfic? <laughs> What's the? <laughs> There's definitely some like scandal fanfic, but I'm gonna put it in the low few numbers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, today we're reviewing Third Rock from the Sun, season five, episode eleven. Dick puts the id in Cupid. Tommy decides Valentine's Day would be uh, the perfect day for him to lose his virginity to his girlfriend, Alyssa. But he freaks out when he learns Alyssa might be a bit more experienced. Dick freaks out when he finds out Mary is seeing a therapist. Sally freaks out when she reads a Valentine's Day card. And Harry, well, he's just a freak. <laughs> he's so good. Wow. <laughs> What a performance, going toe-to-toe with Sir John Lithgow. <laughs> is he winning? No. John Lithgow is very powerful, but French Stewart is also there. Mm. This is what, the uh, second show in three weeks, or three episodes? <laughs> You're right, with French, French Stewart. Stewart. I do kind of feel like you might be doing, yeah, a French dip with me, David. <laughs> the best kind of dip. Yeah. Right, Austin, there might be no options for you to continue this. Right. <laughs> right. We may have exhausted all French Stewart's TV appearances, is what you're saying. Yeah. No, he was in community once, but yeah. basically, yeah. Uh so uh Austin, what's your relationship with Third Rock from the Sun? Um, believe it or not, this was the first episode of Third Rock from the Sun I have ever watched. Spit take. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Christy was, I asked Christy if, if she watched it. It turned into a whole conversation about 
what I meant by were you a fan of Third Rock from the Sun? Uh, <laughs> and long story short, she watched more of it than I did, and she asked me, "Well, how come you never watched?" I was like, "I don't really know. <laughs> I think the only thing I can think of is that it might have fallen in that gap between." It started after I was old enough to make my own decisions about what I was watching on TV and thus watching other things and just being like, whatever, I don't care about this. I don't know. Wow. Maybe you were mad that it wasn't real sci-fi. Maybe. I don't know. But it was one of those shows like I was aware of it when it was on. Like I knew pretty much all of the actors in it except maybe french stewart and even then it was like you knew french stewart was the guy from third rock from the sun when he'd show up in other Quite things cast they put together I'll put it, it is a real i mean it is a good cast like when you look yeah. at everybody like what they did before what they've done after like it's a pretty stacked cast mm-hmm. so yeah i first I episode a, ever we you you've lost your virgin like jgl in this episode <laughs> i am a virgin uh carolyn uh, opposite of Austin, I definitely watched a bunch of this, and when it came out, opposite of me, not a virgin, very not a virgin, <laughs> very not my first time with old French dip over here. <laughs> maybe I, I maybe I was like fourteen or something, so I kind of liked French Stewart when this was on, but not really. But he's so he's. We'll get to all. His I have outfits. questions, but yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, he's so good and so bizarre, and it makes sense. Because they're all playing aliens. That's the bit. And um, so I watched a bunch when it was on, and I kind of totally forgot about it. So thanks for this walk down memory lane, David. Mm -hmm. And then mostly, I I think when I look at John Lithgow these days, I just think of him as the Trinity Killer in Dexter's last good season. Certainly not Dexter's last season. So he's just... What a tour de force. Also, Harry and the Hendersons. This, oh, yeah. this is a lot <laughs> of media time. we're touching through these actors. And My points of reference show. for John Lithgow are the evil yeah. preacher from Footloose and the Footloose. bad guy in Cliffhanger. And Cliffhanger. He goes full villain a lot. Yeah, he goes and then full he villain in Cliffhanger. A cartoon in this. It's fantastic. And he's also done Broadway or whatever. Yeah. What can he do? Right. David, what's your relationship? <laughs> I think it's similar to yours, Carolyn. I watched a bunch. So I remember it first came out, and all I, I remember I was in high school, and then a friend in high school saw the first episode, and then he was talking about how funny he thought it was. And I think the height of the episode for of the first episode for him was just the fact that French Stewart was in the shower with all his clothes on, <laughs> in like this like fur coat, just taking a shower in a fur coat, and. My friend thought it was hilarious. He's like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's hilarious. You got to check it out. So David, who is this friend it. of yours that wasn't me? Yeah, <laughs> was it French Stewart? <laughs> you did tell me. It's French Stewart. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think I thought Sally was hot, so that kept me <laughs> watching for a while. And She uh, is hot, and she's she still... She does, like, really funny things with it, though, which is great. Oh, yeah. We'll get there, probably. And so then, yeah, I watched it pretty regularly, and I think I tailed off probably before this episode, although this one seems kind of familiar, but I watched in syndication, too. I don't have a lot of recollection of the final season. I know, like, no, Mary yeah. eventually learns they're aliens and is all right with it and such, wow. but, yeah. You know. Yeah, this is a little before the stage of you could get your shows on DVD. It's already kind of totally vintage, but it feels very modern in a lot of its comedy sensibilities. But it's Mm -hmm. not like one that I saw the season finale of and 
if I could be bothered to sit at home a Tuesday night at six nine thirty p.m. or whenever mm-hmm. the hell this played, but I didn't. If I recall correctly, I remember I knew it was ending and I ended up watching the final episode just because it was the final episode, even though I wasn't like watching that season. But I can't I don't even remember what (laughs) I I only remember the fact that I did watch it, not what really even happened in it. That's what's important. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) because I do feel like this show got pretty popular, but I don't think it left much of a cultural footprint once it like left. though. Yeah, I definitely I think I feel like it was pretty popular and it was a uh, I mean, I think it still is a darling of syndication. Um, Should be like, I think there's probably three or four cable networks that air third rock from the sun episodes at some point during the day. And even when I looked it up to see where it was streaming, the I think the like mainstreaming home of it is meant to be Peacock because it was a uh, it aired on NBC <laughs> so they have the the rights to it but like every goofy free streaming channel that's out there has it. a bunch like oh, yeah. <laughs> Roku channel Fubu T uh, Tubi I Tubi. mean if IMDb oh, has a Tubi. streaming chat service I guess it's on oh. there like. <laughs> It's on seven streaming services, and Peacock is the only one that's like a major service. It's kind of wild. Mm-hmm. All right, I guess uh, Austin. I guess <laughs> before we dive in, did you have questions about the even the nature of the show, or did mm. you kind of get it? Um, I mean, I was I was familiar with the premise of the show yeah. being that they are aliens living on okay. Earth, and so we get to do the wacky like. What are normal customs to you are strange and hilarious to us kind of jokes. Um, Presumably, they're physically compatible with humans since they're having sex with them. I think the if I I recall correctly, I think they're like their consciousness was put into human bodies. Oh, okay. now I don't Hmm. think it not that the show really dived into it. My interpretation was not that they like stole humans and put their Mm -hmm. minds in them, but they were like lab created humans. Right. And then, and so they were unfamiliar with like the emotions and hormones that you experience once you're in a human body. And so they didn't know how to deal with that kind of thing. And is it sort of a like, they're an advanced guard meant to conquer Earth, but then they fall in love with Earth and <laughs> don't do their I thing. Think I yeah. mean I don't remember. I thought they're just supposed to like uh, observe and report. Observe like yeah, yeah, they're scientists who are supposed to like. And then are but, they? Yeah. But um, there might have been a plot line where they're going to Earth was going to get invaded or right. something. Right. They they might get called in and they report yeah. to what the big giant head and it's William yeah. Shatner. Spoiler. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I remember for a while, that. I think it was like you just heard that they had to talk to the big giant head every once in a while and then eventually one of the episodes the big giant head came to earth and of course he was william shatner and then william shatner gets off a plane and talks about how he saw a gremlin on the wing and then john lithgow was like i saw the same thing oh my god right <laughs> just Twins. like in that thing leonardo yeah. dicaprio meme um yeah, exactly. what uh uh are they so in their human bodies are they presenting themselves to other humans as a family yeah, yes. I forget what they. But exactly. they I themselves, think, yeah. as alien beings, are not related. They are like a troop of aliens. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Think, and for a while, they didn't really. I think this was more of like an early bit. But Tommy was like the eldest of all of them. Right. Stuck the in the body of a t te- of a yeah, of the boy. youngest one. Yeah, he's yeah, supposed yeah. to be like the grizzled old veteran kind of guy. And uh-huh. 
They okay. kind of move away from that. They just talk about how weird boners are, I think, for a while. And then... <laughs> I mean, to be fair, they are kind of weird. Um, <laughs> and Sally brags about how nice it is to be a hot woman, I think, sometimes. Again, not wrong. Uh, <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, I think that, that answers most of my questions. Well, okay. So uh, that I guess that does answer. Why is French Stewart squinting all the time? <laughs> that is unknowable. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Well, because like, I've seen him in other things where you can see his <laughs> eyes, and I'm like, it's not like a thing. Like It's not like a physical thing where I should feel bad about pointing it out because he can't help it. It's clearly a thing that he's doing, and I don't like know a, why. Like an actor's choice. Yeah, I forget if they even explain why he's like even weirder than the rest of them or anything, or if that's just the character they just went with, you know? Yeah. Like, I never watched this show, yet until Mm. I saw French Stewart in something else, I just thought he squinted naturally because that's what I knew him (laughs) as just from like commercials of this show. And then I Mm. saw him in something where he was quote unquote normal. I was like, oh, I guess his eyes aren't stuck that way. Maybe the set had like some bright lights he couldn't handle. I don't know. I don't know, man. That's it. I'm out of questions. <laughs> All right. So we start the episode in the attic. This is like where they live. For Austin's sake, they kind of rent a place above somebody else. Like mm-hmm. there's like a landlord. And I think it's just her house, but then she rents out the top of it to people and then rented it to them. And of course, all sorts of hilarity will ensue because ensue because they don't know how earth customs or anything. Right. Anyway. right. And how big is that attic that they have? Four yeah. people or whatever. They've got like a, I think it's like an attic. Yeah, but they've got like a kitchen and then a bedroom and a bathroom. And I think they make allusions to the fact that they all sleep in kind of weird places. Like, I feel like French Stewart sleeps in a closet or something. And- oh, yeah. He definitely deserves the closet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember much more than that. But uh, Sally wants to know why everything in- on Valentine's Day is red. And Dick says it's to represent the blood spilled during the St. Valentine's Day massacre. So, Hey, you guys, why is everything so red on Valentine's Day? I mean, the greeting cards and the candy, even the tire ads. Well, red represents all the blood that was spilled at the massacre. <laughs> massacre? Yeah, the St. Valentine's Day massacre. It was a very big deal here on Valentine's Day. And I think that story checks out. So, Yeah, I was, I was re- willing to roll with that, as good an explanation <laughs> as any. <laughs> Uh, Tommy says all he knows about Valentine's Day is it's to maximize the loving. And, uh, Sally makes fun of the fact that Tommy doesn't get any loving, but Tommy has a plan because he has a girlfriend, Alyssa, and he thinks Valentine's Day is the perfect day to lose his virginity to her. And everyone's pretty pumped for this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's like, as, as fellow alien conquerors, they're very enthusiastic about their compatriot getting laid. Yeah, they're very, it's kind of interesting because, and I think it's just part of the idea that they're aliens, but they're very, like, sex agnostic about, like, any morality tied to it. And it's (laughs) kind of refreshing, and it's almost like, I think we all could uh, deal with this. Now, I think Tommy takes it to a bit of an extreme later on that way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just like Alf's planet, they're all hedonists or something. Yeah, exactly, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, and then it's weird because, like, he's still, he's, they're acting like it is his real virginity, but if he really is still, like, a grizzled veteran underneath that, mm-hmm. that celebrity skin that he's wearing of that young baby boy actor, Joseph Gordon Levitt, and we saw grow up on this very show to <laughs> somewhat huge success, I think. Yeah. 
Looper? Yeah, sure. So, so, <laughs> so he has done it a hundred times as an alien, but he's never done it in this baby boy skin. And it just kind of seems like he is a baby boy now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you gotta, you need to experience human sex for the first time, you know? I'd right. Be- Do you think the alien Gleep Glorps are like still shoving stuff into each other? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, the, the traditional perspective is that aliens have evolved beyond our need for shoving stuff into other stuff, but. That's not good sci fi, Austin. <laughs> <laughs> The best sci-fi has things being inserted into other things, right? Agree. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then uh, Alyssa shows up, who is uh, Tommy's... I'm trying to think of her name now, but girlfriend. Larissa Olenek. Olenek. Oh. Yeah, she's Alex he? Mack. That's all Alex I know. Mack. She's a girl from oh. 10 Things I Hate About You with Joseph yes, Gordon-Levitt. Yes. Right. Oh yeah, he is in that. I too, was like, hey, it's 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 they're they're like the couple from Ten Things yeah. I Hate About You. Now they're in this show together. Wow, but at least she's not like the one from Alex Mack who did the cult, though, right? No, that okay. That's no. that's, that's Al- Allison <laughs> Allison Mack Allison who was in the sex cult. <laughs> yeah. Larissa Oladik played Alex Mack on oh, the TV I show was... The Secret Life of Alex Mack. I was testing you. I knew that. <laughs> 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 Easy to get confused. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, and she was on so this. Ash- I mean, I, I had the cracked research team look into it. I mean, she was on twenty odd episodes of the show, yeah, so yeah, she was yeah. clearly a recurring bit. I wonder if. I mean, this episode aired after Ten Things I Hate About You, but I wonder if they overlapped and like that's, if, yeah. or if they were dating or how that all came together. I want to say he dated. He was like his. Fr- first girlfriend but then i thought they broke up and then he dated somebody else and then ended up going back to her again well they, i don't know all the time they definitely break up at some years yeah, spoiler well, yeah alert. this episode <laughs> i have no idea what happens after this episode if this is like our last episode or not or anything right but, uh, right uh but we'll get there but when she shows up then both uh, dick and sally just uh get out but then uh harry is uh still hanging around because he staggers he wants, it. Yeah, he says he wants to stagger his exit so things feel more natural, which, hey, I, props, I don't think that's a bad idea, except for saying that out loud to, to Tommy and Alyssa makes it unnatural. And plus, what could French Stewart do that would be natural the way he's already making his actor's choices here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and then he very much, like, stiltedly leaves. And I should also right. note as I say these that I got uh, that their names are Tom, Dick, and Harry. Right. Yeah. yeah. Tom, Dick, Harry, like and Harry. Sally. Well, then Sally is. Yeah. Them, but yeah. So then they they went with the generic Tom, Dick, and Harry, I guess, because I don't I forget. There's probably a joke in there somewhere. Well, I mean, just scrolling through the IMDb page, there's an awful lot of episode titles that take advantage of the fact that his name is Dick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> And how couldn't you? Stuff going in, stuff going out. Right? I mean, it's Chekhov's dick. If you name a character dick, you're going to make some jokes about it. So Tommy tells Alyssa that he wants to get a hotel room for Valentine's Day if you catch his drift. And Alyssa does, and she's down for it, actually. She's just like, yeah. I've just been thinking about uh, what we should do for Valentine's Day. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, so it's like up all night trying to craft the best way of saying this. Um, Alyssa. Do you want to get a hotel room? 
Tommy, it better be a nice hotel room. Really? No, are you serious? Yeah, I think we're ready, don't you? Yes, I, yeah, no, I do. Yeah, man, she's DTF. Ooh, I love her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah, as long as it's a nice hotel room, let's do well, this. Right? Like, oh, she's like, yeah, that's cool. Don't take me to some dump-ass place, though. Like, <laughs> you got standards. I appreciate it, but you're not hung up on the sex thing. <laughs> but then, uh, yeah, so Tommy tells her he's excited for, you know, their first time. And absolutely, it'll be a nice hotel room. I mean, after all, it's our first time. <laughs> Your first time. <laughs> Zing. That's so good. Like, that's such a natural, it's very realistic. And uh-huh. It's a little shocking because in a sitcom, when is like the girlfriend, like Topanga kept her virginity three years into their child marriage. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's how that scene ends. Oh, and then we get the third rock from the third rock from the sun theme song. It's actually different than how I remember it in my head, but I might be remembering the Monsters theme song, but they also might change it, too. <laughs> they do change it between seasons, I believe. It gets even more jazzier and more rockabilly. It's very fun. It's I guess fun. I guess I'm not familiar enough with it to know, but something about you confusing it with the Monsters makes me laugh. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm, just... I'm very open to that remix. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they, but it, yeah, yeah, it's just a, um, it's just a muse. I'm trying to think of it. Instrumental. Instrumental. That's what I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's an instrumental Music. theme. Yeah, this is no this lyrics, is late but late like 90s, so we're just we're edging into that. Uh, let's let's cut out the theme song era. Yeah. Wow. We just see like a moon or something bouncing off of planets, and that's all we get. I guess. Right. We have this really early or late 90s cgi and they use it for their interstitials in the theme song and just do planets bouncing being slinkies to like that jazz i I like it every time it's like oh good the planets are doing stuff (laughs) it's like the pizza slices and flamingos and shapes and set in uh (laughs) i can really go for some slices and shapes (laughs) yeah no now i'm hungry for some shapes and pizza The next scene, Dick is at dinner with Mary. Uh, I guess for Austin's sake, Dick and Mary were co-workers. I guess you kind of see that. And then yeah, like the first season, like together. a will they, won't they, and then they just yeah. end up together. Even is, though Dick would is terrible, but you know. know. Yeah, which is kind of cool because you don't see that too often in sitcoms where it's like an older couple. I mean, they're yeah. not like, right. I mean, we're not talking mm-hmm. the Golden Girls here or anything, but, um, you know, they're, it's usually the the hot 20 somethings that get involved in the will they won't they plot lines. Yeah. It's kind of nice to see old veterans like Lithgow and Jane Curtin getting a chance to yeah, do that sort of thing. As you know, Mary is played by Jane Curtin, another great actor. In this mm-hmm. Right. 
This is stacked cast. Yeah, this has um, so there's a bunch of uh, uh, Saturday Night Live writers that worked on this. Mm. Yeah, um, not surprised. Like the gal Bonnie, I think it's Bonnie Turner that wrote Tommy Boy is one of the head writers on this show. Oh. So you can you can see where they pulled some of those comedic actors from. And so they're at, like it looks kind of like a fancy restaurant, but I, but it's not Valentine's Day yet. I think I gathered that. Right, I don't think and, so. But Dick, Dick asks Mary what she wants for Valentine's Day, but she says pretty much nothing because the first Valentine's Day they were together, Dick said he had never heard of it before, and the second one, he she got a ham sandwich. Now, how would you feel as a ham <laughs> about getting a ham sandwich for a Valentine's Day gift? Good, but not great. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I will, I will eat the sandwich. It looks. I'm imagining a, like a good ham sandwich. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like a gourmet and ham sandwich. You know? Right. Let's, and but then if it's just like a nice gourmet, if it's one little, if it, that sounds like a lunch. And Valentine's <laughs> should really be a dinner. Yeah, okay, but yeah. I don't like to do it on the day of Valentine's. Like go out anywhere, right? That's mm-hmm. when you cook something nice but easy at home. But then reserve to one like week adjacent nice dinner somewhere else. That's the best deal. So just like. If you're a little underwhelmed, just parlay that dinner coupon soon, is what I say. <laughs> yeah, I was like the the last nice meal out that Christy and I had before the pandemic hit was like the weekend after Valentine's Day of 2019 mm-hmm. when nice. we had, I had we like went a, out for some ham sandwiches. And we went out for some <laughs> ham sandwiches. and. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, I'm not a big ham fan, so if I yeah. got a ham sandwich, I'd be mad that the person didn't know me well enough to not get me ham, but I'm not opposed to the principle of a sandwich for Valentine's yeah, Day. And, and like, <laughs> would you prefer ham in, in any other form? Like, if you had to eat ham, is sandwich the best form for it? Probably, because you get, yeah. you know, bread, some mustard, you know, mm-hmm. little lettuce, cheese, tomato kind of yeah, thing I mean, going. I think I'm similar for different reasons than yeah. Austin, that if someone got me a ham sandwich, I'd be pretty pissed, actually. Um, <laughs> You're so high maintenance. I am. I am very high maintenance. Cut, very cut to Lauren crossing ham sandwich off yeah, her exactly. list. She's listening to this episode like, fine, no ham sandwich, then. Well, let's just say this episode did give me an idea of what to get her for Valentine's Day. <laughs> David, right out ham sandwich. No, uh, no, no. Her <laughs> gift comes late. Uh, anyways, <laughs> so then Tiffany Marie's knee, Mary's niece, uh, shows up, and she's just there just to let us know that in this episode she exists. Um, <laughs> something, and, you know. I mean, she wants twenty dollars. I guess. She's and she's more or less a frictionless sex genie. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, she's, she's, she's like even a more porno. frictionless sex genie than the, the lady who originated the term. Right? Not, she not, might be. Yeah, she, she shows up and she turns the scene into like a potential porno, which is something <laughs> Every scene she's in is a porno, basically. <laughs> right? Well, she's Jake only in that one scene, really. I don't think she turned this scene into a porno. Yeah, you're right. I guess she I, I mean, early, early <laughs> porno. I, had, I, I was suspicious. Don't know what... <laughs> Yeah, and anyway. she does mention that she, she has a therapist. Bucks. Yeah, and she wants twenty bucks, and uh, the niece is challenging Jane Curtin so much that she's talking to her therapist about it, which is a nice little bit of segue exposition. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah, Mary. Uh, 
it says she's seeing a therapist, and of course, Dick has your uh, your typical re- reaction to that, which is completely freaking out about it and wondering well, what the, if they're talking about him. Sweet girl. She's a pain in the ass. My therapist said I had to set limits with her. Therapist? Why are you seeing a therapist? To talk. Okay, about me? Dick. About our relationship? Dick, please. Oh, my God, you're talking about me? Yes, no! Dick, that's between me and my therapist. But tell me. No. Please. No. So what are you going to eat? That's between me and my waiter. I I was going to say, boorish sitcom men assuming their long-suffering love interests are talking about them in in therapy eh, is maybe one of the more relatable parts of being a boorish sitcom (laughs) male. Which and I ding Dick more for this, but at least he has an excuse as he's like an alien and right. Like, right. he has a reason for being emotionally stunted as opposed to most of the boorish sitcom men. Right. And the way he plays it is like an open broken child. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like doing big theater arms. I never get sick of it. He's so good. <laughs> uh we then go to the kitchen where Don, who is uh, Newman. Gen- Newman, yeah. Nedry. He's Nedry, people. He's Newman. He's Nedry. He's Wayne Knight, real name. Yeah. Something, something, Space Jam ham sandwich. I, I told I told Christy, um, because she she's like, oh, is this one of the episodes with, uh, with uh, I'm like, Nedry? She's like, yeah, Nedry. I'm like, everyone else is going to say Newman, but he's Nedry to me. <laughs> Nedry's it's barely both. even in that one, I don't. <laughs> yeah, but I've never watched Seinfeld, and I've seen Jurassic Park like a hundred times in the last six months. So, uh, I think the shtick here was like Sally ended up falling for Don just because she thought he looked hot in a police uniform, and of course the joke is you know he's, he's not traditionally look- attractive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so together, it's funny, and this show is also not afraid to jam its actors on top of each other. Like, there's a lot of open mouth kissing and <laughs> yeah, then rolling yeah. around. So they get Sally like looming over a little way night and they're just like pushing their flesh. It's great. It's great. Yeah, all all else aside, there is something like just sort of base comedy about her being so tall and him being so short. Mm-hmm. And her being so horny about him. Like what a yeah, great exactly. role for Wayne Knight. This, this is probably his <laughs> right? favorite. Is like you hit the jackpot there, right? Yep. <laughs> Like, you know uh, it's a joke, but it's not a joke when you're the actor. So. Yeah, exactly. Listen, <laughs> sometimes you just take the joke. <laughs> uh, so he's, Don is bringing in flowers to Sally, saying they're, quote, from a secret admirer, obviously assuming she'll know it's from him, but she does not, and immediately freaks out about it. And- <laughs> <laughs> Look what I found on the porch. It says it's from your secret admirer. Secret admirer? Hey, you guys, get in here! Uh, you sure you want to read that in front of everyone? Hey, what's going on? Look what some weirdo left on the porch! Uh, let me see that. Hmm. Dear Sally, I can't stop thinking about you. Whoa, this guy sounds obsessed. But, uh... I stay up at night just to watch you sleep. Ew! On this Valentine's Day, your heart will be mine. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, mean, I got a laugh for me. It is a great bit. Like if you're someone who doesn't understand the like customs of Valentine's Day and secret admirers, it's like when the legitimately your heart will be my. Like that's a frightening statement if you don't and, like, understand well, yeah. the idiom. And of course, the, the not so subtleness that of course it's from him, but then she just is completely oblivious to that. Like he's not even really trying to hide it, right? And then 
And like this is this is their plot for the episode. Like I love yes. that it's not just like a one-off gag. But like they build mm-hmm. an entire plot about her hunting for this stalker that she thinks <laughs> is going to kill her on Valentine's Day. <laughs> She's very proactive like that. Yeah, I believe she was a warrior or something. So it's funny for her to go into a traditionally feminine human skin. She was like mm-hmm. an alien warrior and maybe a dude. I don't remember. Yeah, I feel like they kind of just go like sexless as the like the aliens are um, without gender. I should say I don't. That's why they're fucking so much on Earth. Yeah, exactly. I get it. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> so so she's like she's never that diminutive, but she is. She's enjoying her her gender because she mm. gets to plow Wayne Knight every day <laughs> like that. Really, it really makes sense too, like how he's like tolerates whatever the fuck she does because she <laughs> yeah, is so yeah. much hotter than him. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that rings very true that right. <laughs> the whole Mary Dick stuff, sometimes you're like, why is she with him? And we can get right. to that later. But then, yeah, him being with Sally, despite her obviously being like seemingly insane <laughs> in this context, because he doesn't realize she's an alien. Uh, yeah, makes sense, because he's going to tolerate a whole lot to just yeah. stay with her, right? As well, you should. <laughs> uh... So then, yeah, Don and Sally leave to go, quote, look for clues. And then leaving Tommy with Harry, who Tommy tells Harry that he got a hotel room at the Ramada. But he's kind of freaking out because now he realizes that Alyssa's more experienced and he doesn't want to be lame in the sack. Which I can't decide if that's a legitimate concern that a horny alien that doesn't know better should have or not. Like it's a very teen boy concern to have, Yeah, but I don't know if he should be self-aware enough to be concerned about that, but I don't possibly, I don't know. And then, but part of me is like, well, she already knows you're a virgin. So you've already level set it, you know? And it's like, right. Exactly. (laughs) Like she's, you're not going to surprise her, I guess. Yeah, Exactly. (laughs) Right, I guess it all goes back to what the alien sex is like. So what he's worried the equivalent's going to be, and how much practice do you need? He's like, I. How do you even do it without the eighth tentacle? Right, like you know, <laughs> that is the best tentacle. <laughs> uh, now we go to the therapist's office, and we see that Dick is seeing Mary's therapist. And he's just, like, prodding her about information about Mary, but that's not going anywhere. But then he ends up getting psychoanalyzed. This is uh, Anna Gasteyer, another Saturday Night Live alum, playing yes. therapist. Very fun. She's great. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I love the way he just unzips when <laughs> Dick gets reflected the therapy at him just right. He just he does that huge yeah. wail. And he's broken <laughs> immediately. Yep, he just has him talk about himself for a while, and then he has a major breakthrough that he, he doesn't... Or maybe this is later. Yeah, oh, is sorry. that a bit later? Well, yeah, the major this breakthrough is... comes, yeah, because first we're in the kitchen, uh, where yes. uh, Tommy's working on his homework, and then Tiffany, Mary's niece, comes over, Ooh. because Mary just didn't want to see her anymore, basically, and said, go to the these people house. And, uh, yeah, Tiffany just immediately is like, hey, Tommy, I want to have sex with you. It was pretty much the scene. (laughs) She's just like, how old are you? And he's like 18. And then she just immediately takes, like, one piece of clothing off already. And yeah, I think we know where this is headed. Oh, and there's there's a great bit where he's, like, trying to argue with her. Mm hmm. Because he's insisting that, you know, he has a girlfriend and. 
they're going to have sex on Valentine's Day. She's like, no, we're going to have sex right now. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a girlfriend. <laughs> I've got a boyfriend. We're going to have sex on Valentine's Day. <laughs> no, we're going to have sex right now. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, she's just she literally just shows up just to tell Tommy she wants to have yeah, sex. Frictionless with him, sex, just Jeannie just him. slides yeah. right into the scene to have sex. <laughs> it, it really does make me feel like I was hanging out with the wrong uh, ladies in high school. I guess <laughs> <laughs> this was an option, or perhaps sitcoms put unrealistic expectations on how life goes. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. I refuse to accept that, David. <laughs> it's life's problem. It's life's fault for not reflecting yeah. the sitcoms, not the other way around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. It's, it's so wild because, like, not all the sitcoms f this hard. This is yeah. one of the <laughs> frictionless sex you've had in quite a long time. And after all these little Chase Disney shows, it's like, yeah, you, you aliens f. You wear the skin suits and you f around. I want you, you to do it. Every aspect of those skin suits, right? Oh, yeah. Do it. Do it. Uh, we're at the police station and Sally's still freaking out about the flowers. So Don pretends to be a handwriting expert to say that, oh, this guy's a lover and he's safe. But then his cop buddy <laughs> thinks that the handwriting says the guy is a pervert and has killed and will kill again. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is an actual lull out of me when I was watching the episode as of several moments. And it's been a long time, you guys. <laughs> right? Like, he just, the, the way that the word pervert keeps getting repeated over and yeah, over exactly. again and you can just see Edry like sinking down every mm. time he's like yeah we gotta catch this pervert before he kills again yeah that's a pervert <laughs> so then we go back to the therapist's office and now Dick is like in full uh, getting uh, therapy mode just laying on the couch and he does say he remembers the first time he saw Mary undress he was hoping the what was it? The skylight, skylight would hold, or <laughs> which suggests he was peeping in on her, which is pretty oh, creepy. Oh, I didn't get it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And uh, that one just goes uncommented on by even the therapist. But then, uh, uh, then he <clears throat> Dick goes into all the stuff he's done to upset Mary, and then the therapist is surprised to learn that those aren't just delusions of Mary, and that he actually did these things. And then Dick realizes that his past is what's causing a rift between him and that his alienness is... Well, he doesn't say that to her, but basically he no longer wants to be an alien and he wants to be just a human, even though that doesn't make a whole lot of sense as to (laughs) what that actually means. But he wants to move on from his past. That's good therapy. And then we go back to the kitchen. Yep. And this is where Tiffany says the things that turn her on are food, clothing, and shelter. Food, clothing, shelter... The basics turn me on. It, I do like shelter. <laughs> I do. I've never really tried the pickup line, hey, I have a roof. <laughs> but <laughs> And that, like, the way those things can be taken away is what turns her on about them, too? Yeah, I don't know. It was yeah. weird. Is this pre-coitus? It is. This is still yes, pre-coitus. this is still yeah. pre-coitus. This is right when, this is when Austin says, you know, that's where he's like, I got a girlfriend and we're going to have sex on Valentine's Day. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, the build-up, yeah. Yeah, Tiffany, she's an enigma. <laughs> she was put on that earth for one reason, and that's to fuck Tommy. <laughs> it does kind of seem like she could be a different alien doing yeah, some recon, and she's got, like, <laughs> fuck him for some reason. 
And Tommy kind of resists, but he can't. But then he also wants to uh, learn how to do the nasty. So he wants to be a little more experienced. And he thinks that's going to be a good Valentine's Day gift for Alyssa. I'd like to subscribe to his newsletter is all I'm saying. You know, you might have some good ideas of what constitute a great gift. <laughs> are, are you suggesting that your Valentine's gift is going to be sexual training? Yeah, exactly. Like, hey, I need to learn a few things. You know, maybe we can spice things up. So, I'll, you know, I did this for you. That's a beautiful gift. Yeah. With prior consent, if you're in a poly triad. <laughs> Or whatever, or whatever. You know, yeah, I feel like yeah. the consent is implied, so, you know, you don't have to. There you go. Well, then, <laughs> proceed. Uh, we go back, we go to the living room, and this is where Dick comes in, and he just announces to everyone that he's no longer an alien. I really like the reaction to him having an announcement <laughs> that Sally and Harry have. They just go, uh. <laughs> I have an announcement to make. Ay, ay, ay. Jesus. <laughs> Stewart says Jesus, which seems like a real swear coming from his character. Yeah, they're so sick of his shit. This is this is kind of the late season 30 rock. I kind of have tapered off from my initial watch here, but it's mm-hmm. it's fun how worn in the characters are. <laughs> and then uh, Dick says he's human, but then Dick asks, asks him how Sally says she's going to give Don a ham sandwich for Valentine's Day. And I think he'd like that, though. I think he'd... Yeah. appreciate it but dick makes fun of her for not understanding humans like because now he understands them since he is one now too and keep yeah, in mind him saying yeah. he's a human doesn't actually mean anything it's not like he went through any sort of like physical transformation or anything he's just declared it and thinks that's good enough i guess i don't know his therapy kind of went off the rails yeah this is like when michael scott declared bankruptcy <laughs> <laughs> he's human now but why and sally and dick Still don't give a shit. But Wayne yeah. Knight will enjoy his ham sandwich. And then we get to the balcony, and uh, Tommy is... This is Poist... P- Poist Coitus? We can go with Post Coitus. <laughs> Post Coitus. Uh, Tommy is... Or Tommy's talking with Tiffany, and she says he did well, so then he's proud of himself. And then uh, she leaves, and Harry comes in, and Tommy just talks about how great it was for him to learn and how appreciative Alyssa's going to be for about this. And, we, this... and I don't think any of us see anything going wrong. <laughs> no, it's all going to work out swimmingly for him. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. And this is where Harry's wearing his huge, huge fur coat. Is it not? <laughs> well, I feel like his fur coat's a staple. I, I couldn't keep track of when he was wearing it and when he wasn't. But I think this is the... Gr- oh, wait. No. Yeah. No, he comes to the... Okay. Wait. Not yet. Hold, spoiler, hold on. I feel like the fur coat came from because, like, there's an old lady that owns the house and rented this out, and it might have been in the closet upstairs, and he just decided he really liked it or something. And That's right. Mrs. Nebchek or whatever. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, we're, we go back to the police station, and Don lies to Sally saying he caught the perp, and then he's like, so we can put this to rest, and then Sally... Uh, <laughs> wants to confront him, and then Don's like, "Uh, we can't go back there." But then they go back to like the holding cell. So Don Don just randomly picks a guy and says it was him, and then Sally kind of beats him up for a while. <laughs> she gets really violent with him, and so Don has to stop it, and finally admits it was him. And she she really pounds on this guy, and they yeah. really hate him for no reason. She's got warrior spirit about. I do I do like at the end, like after he comes clean, and everything. She goes back to the guy in the jail cell and 
like slams his head against the bar. He's like, you could never do anything this romantic. <laughs> yep. And the guy's like, has no idea what's going on. And then, uh, but Sally then, once learning that it was Don who wrote it, she basically rereads it and thinks it's very sweet. And then they just start making out in front of all the prison. Yeah, to your <laughs> earlier point, Carolyn, there's a lot of open mouth kissing happening now. Yeah, yeah. Just, people can't keep their hands off each other in this show. It's a horny show. <laughs> Horny aliens, and they're always pounding it out. And I do like how at first Sally was, she was so horrified that Newman wrote her this letter, <laughs> but then she reads it. It is yeah. sweet if if it's from Newman. So we've learned the convention of romance. Yeah, if Finally. it's from Newman, it's sweet. If it's from a weird pervert, it's not. If it's from Wayne Knight and Space Jam, it's not sweet. <laughs> If it's Nedry, you know it's not from him because he's already blinded and he can't write anymore. <laughs> uh, now we go to the faculty office and uh, Dick gives Mary a Valentine's Day gift, which is a tiny piano that she wanted when she was a child and a novel her professor wrote when they were having an affair together and... and uh, Oh, a wig so she could play Anita in West Side Story? or yeah. Mar- Maria, Maria, I think. One or the other. Anyways. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mary likes all these, but then is wondering how he knew about all of it. And then it turns out Dick looked up at, looked in her therapist's notes to find this information on her. So is that, is that your Valentine's Day gift, David? You're going to get the, the novel that, that the professor wrote? <laughs> I should look into that actually. <laughs> Ooh, spicy. And and Dick's not even ashamed of this. He doesn't know to do subterfuge. He right, just he, says course, it because he's proud of himself yeah. for being a person. Yeah, exactly. And for doing something that's sweet, like spying on somebody to figure out what they like to give them something. <laughs> I mean, I don't know everything about therapy, but it seems like it was a breach for the therapist to allow Jane's boyfriend to go to the same therapist. Yeah, I know. Yeah, if it's not like couples therapy, you think that would be allowed anyways. And I guess that's kind of what the show does sometimes, because when you break down the idea that, like, well, he wanted to get her a good gift, so he found a way to do it. In his eyes, what's wrong with that? Like, when you don't understand, like... In one way, you're like, oh, there's nothing wrong with it. Of course, another, it's like a whole complete breach of trust and everything that he just doesn't seem to realize. I wonder what life is like on their planets where that thing, where the, on their planet where that kind of thing just isn't a problem. Is that one just an open book? Maybe they're all telepaths and they can just read each other's minds. So you don't even... Remember that uh, arc on How I Met Your Mother when Robin dated her therapist for a while and that was just a thing? <laughs> I actually don't, but uh, it was it was too. it was Kumar Cal Penn played her therapist. Oh, yeah, I kind of wow. remember that. They kind of make allusions to the idea that it's unethical, right? But then he just like is like, but does it anyway? Like they acknowledge yeah. it, like they make sure to acknowledge to the audience, like we know this isn't the way this works, but we're gonna do this plot line anyway. <laughs> well, did Kumar have Jello shots? Yeah, I know. Yeah, he may have. That's good therapy. If he did, yeah. Once you show up with Jello shots. Anything else is forgiven, right? Like that's yes. yeah. <laughs> that's part of being human. Uh, so now we go to that uh, Ramada hotel room, and uh, <laughs> I can't decide going? if this was the time when a Ramada would look that fancy, or if they just picked a name and dressed a set. Because in my mind, I don't think Ramadas are really that fancy looking. But 
I think that's part of the joke that it's not really that fancy of a hotel, but maybe it's like teen fancy, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Alyssa comes in to meet Tommy, and Tommy gives her her present, which is that he slept with a woman <laughs> the night before to get some experience for this <laughs> session. And uh, <clears throat> Listen, I, uh, I have a present for you. I want it tonight to be really special. Really? What is it? Last night, I lost my virginity. You what? It's so great because, like, you know it's coming and just hearing him say it is still just, like, ridiculous. It's, like, super cringe. You can't help. And and shockingly, Alyssa's not impressed by this, and uh, Tommy's completely oblivious as to what the issue is, or that she's even really that mad. Like he just right. did not read the situation at all. And I love, I, I mean, I was like, oh, n- nice of him to like not even meet her in the lobby. Yeah, but of course, <laughs> like they're not gonna have two sets. What are you kidding yeah, me? Exactly. <laughs> and so yeah, T- Alyssa storms out, and he's like, well, don't come back soon, or don't be long. And she's like, oh, I'm gonna be long, and then she leaves. And and this is where I guess this is probably the. I mean, I'm sort of uh, underlining the premise of the show, but it's one of those where I'm like, he doesn't get it because he's an alien, but also a lot of human guys wouldn't get it either. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, but those human guys would just hide it, though. They, they'd at least get the fact that they're supposed to hide it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just lie about it. But at least he has all that sweet, sweet pay-per-view television yeah, and cable. Exactly. He's like, oh, at least I got pay-per-view. I thought you'd be happy. Happy? <laughs> Not quite happy. I have to go think about this. Okay, well, don't be long. Oh, I'm going to be very long. <laughs> Good thing I got pay-per-view. <clears throat> Seems pretty upbeat about the whole thing. And then later, uh, Harry comes in with a bottle of champagne to basically celebrate <laughs> the sex they had, which would have been and really awkward. Which would have been really awkward if she had left. <laughs> And this, this is when he's wearing his fur coat. Uh, this yeah, is exactly. his, it's to celebrate the puberty and the pubescence. It's a great through line. And we find out that JGL's watching porn. Like, hats yeah, off, yeah, yeah. dude, to like... <laughs> <laughs> Your girlfriend angrily storms off. You're like, well, as long as I'm here, we're gonna watch this porn. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. You got to substitute one for right? the, uh, I'm you like. Know. I salute you, you magnificent bastard. <laughs> Those aliens know how to work their skin suits. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then Harry's like, "All right, let's watch some porn <laughs> let's together watch some now." Porn, right? Let's let's the watch porn together. Right, and then they watch it together. I think she was a little intimidated by me. What, what, what do you mean? Uh, I think she felt like I had too much experience. Oh, ain't no such thing, little buddy. Oh, those two ladies naked? Yes, they are. <laughs> so, uh, what'd that guy do to deserve the spanking? <laughs> so we go back to the therapist's office, uh, and... This is Mary is talking to the therapist saying that Dick stole the therapist's notes. And so the therapist gets mad saying she can't trust these freaks. So what happened? Dick read your file on me. He touched my things? (laughs) I feel so betrayed. I can't trust these freaks to sit while I take a leak. (laughs) What did you just say? (laughs) What did you think I just said? It was pretty great. Can't trust these freaks to sit while I take a leak. 
I do feel like you shouldn't just leave someone alone in your office when you go take. No, I'm pretty them. sure, like as a therapist, you need to take your leaks between sessions. Yeah, exactly. Or just pee in like a like a funnel that you have under. Yeah, like under your desk. Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. get like a go girl or something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you exactly go girl. Go girl is, like, oh. <laughs> there's like there's like cat. I don't know. I don't know. You could do something, but. But no, she just left her files and John Lithgow just rifled in them being villainous like he was on cliffhanger again. (laughs) And then Dick, yeah, John Lithgow busts in again and, you know, basically announced to Mary that he's a terrible human being and she's just going to have to accept it, which is toxic. But A, he's an alien, so I guess it kind of works. But B, I think they once they decided that Mary and he were going to get together, they had she was pretty much just the straight person for the show, you know, just like reacting to all this. But if the, she's going to be in a relationship with him and make it realistic that it ever lasts, they've kind of made her kind of weird too, right? Like she has a lot of like a freakiness to her to, to make it seem like it'd work that she'd be with him. So then she's kind of into it. And I guess it kind of works. That's what happens. I mean, to pretty much every straight character, straight meaning mm-hmm. non-comedic that gets yeah. put in that role in a sitcom is the longer they're there and the tighter their connections with the character, the less of a straight man they become. Yeah. They start to deserve it. Right. right. <laughs> kind of. Well, because like any normal person should just be like, I'm done with these people. But if you're not going to, then you have to show why. Right. right. Uh, so then th- this whole thing, Mary has to decide whether she accepts Dick for who she he is. And, and if she gets rid of him, he, she knows who's going to do irrational and annoying things. So she decides to stay with him. And then they just make out in front of the therapist right on the couch. <laughs> Because people just can't keep their hands off each other in the show, right? Right. And I know what would happen if I ever tried to leave you. Yeah, irrational and annoying things. Yeah. I wouldn't normally say this, but you two should not be together. Happy Valentine's Day, Mary. Happy Valentine's Day, Dick. They roll off the couch and they're rolling around on the ground. Like to Austin's earlier point, it's great to see these two olds go at it. <laughs> and you just start. zoom. If you're rolling onto the floor, like more is going to happen, right? Like, yeah, they start rutting but... like hounds. <laughs> <laughs> I've had hounds rut recently. Yeah, it just changes the timber of the whole house. That therapist Different. had two options leave the room or see some things. But, you know. <laughs> Or join in, David. That was the third uh, option. Is, yeah. <laughs> you think they'd be up for it? You think? Only if she was Tiffany. Tiffany's the one. <laughs> yeah. Tiffany's up for niece. anything. Yeah. 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 No suggestion too wild. Uh, so now we cut to the rooftop where all four are sitting. And I guess for Austin's benefit, the majority of episodes end like this as like a little epilogue where they're sitting on the roof and just talking about the episodes, adventures they were, all went on. And I guess it's kind of funny because they're always kind of nonchalant about all the shit that ha- that happens. Usually they're the cause of it, but like they never seem too sad about the misery they cause for themselves. Usually, like Tommy here, Tommy's just like oh, I haven't heard from Alyssa, but I think that means everything is smooth sailing. He's just still oblivious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's fine that she's ghosting me, and uh, Dick says fine, that she just yeah. has to accept who he is. I guess. Uh, that's one thing you can be like if you um, 
cheat on your significant other, just be like, you got to accept me for me. Uh, <laughs> just because I have sex with other people to gain better experience. Trying to right? level up my sex game over here. Right? I don't think this little baby boy alien man understands doing it yet. But, <laughs> I mean, hopefully Tiffany at least taught him some real fundamentals while they were in there. Yeah. Uh, this just in from the Gruel Orphans. It is not Alyssa's last appearance. No, okay. Uh, is she in the next episode? Uh, that's a good question. It would just be interesting to see if they act like she, they just still together, like she forgave him. Right. She probably was like still beefing with him. I bet they resolve it before they get back together. <laughs> yeah, she's not in the next episode. The, yeah. like, um, immediately following. Really dumped his ass. So then we end with uh, Sally and Harry making fun of Dick because he they can't hear him because they can only hear aliens up on this rooftop. But then Dick says he's an alien again and he's not just, quote, a full human. And then makes fun of Sally for being scared of a valentine. I do like how they get a roast Dick because he is their <laughs> commander. But now yeah. as the seasons get later, they really don't have much respect for him, which is great. <laughs> I think it'd be tough to have respect for him after like five seasons of his shenanigans. <laughs> he really does do wacky stuff. Like he mentioned at the therapist when they thought it was delusions, like... What did he do? He went to her award ceremony nude. And, yeah, I remember that. And other yeah. stuff. I don't know if any of those actually happened or not, but yeah, there's just a Right? I think they did. I think it's in the show. I, can't, I would like to verify, but I do appreciate also about how John Lithgow is willing to go nude. Like, yeah. when he showered in Dexter, that was a fantastic scene. Very <laughs> eerie. And his you butt like was his really... I did. His butt was so old, and they, like, held the camera on it for a long time. It might be the best scene out of all of Dexter. Which is not saying that much, but it's something. Yeah. <laughs> so what'd you learn, Carolyn? Oh, my God. Um, I learned that ham sandwiches are a way that you can get something in somebody. Yeah. Even if that's the only way that you can get something into somebody. <laughs> it is a way to get into somebody on Valentine's Day. Austin, how are you doing over there? I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> it's like five episodes later she comes back. All right. <laughs> uh, did you learn anything? Uh, I learned that all these aliens are hella horny. <laughs> really did you you needed to learn that i feel like you should just go in knowing if there's aliens they'd be fucking right like i guess but again like I mean, sitcom network tv like you don't see this much know. you know straightforward sex stuff they seem to like make everyone horny around them too though right they must have like super alien right? pheromones they, or something they, i didn't see alf get this horny and he's our other sitcom alien right he's always going after pussy i don't know what you're talking <laughs> <laughs> I kill me. Um, <laughs> Willie. Oh, Willie. Um, uh, I also learned that there is no earthly explanation for whatever the hell French Stewart is doing with his face in this series. <laughs> what Did you just Google, like, why does French Stewart squint? I should do. I should see what that says. Uh, I learned that uh, when you don't talk, when you don't hear from your significant other for a week, it means everything is just smooth sailing and <laughs> nothing to worry about. Uh, where can people find you online, Austin? Uh, 
<laughs> you can find me uh, on Twitter at Austin Gordon, and you can read my writing at therealgentlemanofleisure.com, uh, ComicsXF, Comic Book Herald. All right. Uh, Carolyn, can people find you online? Yeah. Are when you as horny I'm... as the aliens? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can find me uh, rolling around with Wayne Knight from Not Space Jam on the floor all the time. <laughs> what do you mean to- Space Jam, Wayne Knight? He just dug in a hole. For like <laughs> two hours. That movie has bad pacing. I think I would like the corporate tie-ins of Space Jam in general make it love, have less dignity. I love it. The pacing is your problem with Space Jam. <laughs> well, it's one of them. Because, like, yeah, but- if you... I watched it only, not in my youth, but in my adulthood where I'm old and I'm mad about things, right? So then if you watch Wayne's Night's character, he's, like, there for comedy, but he just, like, digs a hole and then falls in. But what's he doing? What is he doing? (laughs) Makes no sense. Well, anyways. (laughs) Uh, You can find me online getting really into Wayne Knight's discography. (laughs) Wayne Knight reviewed. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> his jam band is really good uh, I'm Carolyn Main at Carolyn Main on Twitter C-A-R-O-L-I-N-M-A-I-M like the street you can check me out on Patreon you can check out Pitch Please my card game at pitchplease.fun yep and you can find me online I don't think it's possible to be, to be as horny as these aliens but, <laughs> so, but, I'm but you'll Twitter do your at, best yeah yeah I'll see what I can do just at Dr. Bits, Dr. Spelled Out, and the real gentleman of ledger.com. We are a very special episode podcast. You can rate us on our horniness on iTunes, <laughs> Stitcher, Google Play, and Podbean. You can follow us on Twitter at AVSC Pod and check out our first Facebook page. Uh, email us at avscpodcast at gmail.com. So, for a very special episode podcast, this is David wanting everyone to know that they won't be alone this Valentine's Day. I'll be staying awake, watching you sleep. That was a very special episode. We dissected that shit from head to toe. Did the time fly by or was it slow? Got so many life lessons. Oh, how we've grown. Seen so much TV that we're gonna explode next time on a very special episode. So when you start typing into Google, why does French Stuart squint? It fills yeah. in Stuart squint about halfway through French. So why does F-R-E? And then it's like, you're asking why French Stuart squints. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but can they tell you? This is from Wikipedia. Harry's distinctive squint was invented by French Stewart as he auditioned for the role. The the look soon became Harry's signature. Quote, it's sort of the equivalent of your mother telling you not to make faces because they might stick that way forever. Well, I've now got a face that's stuck, said Stewart in an interview. It's stuck. Wow. So I guess it's a affectation he adopted for the character. There we go. What a talented actor. I bet John Lithgow made fun of him for getting his face stuck.
yeah. 